marriage and everything in between. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. <laughs> uh, I am here today with Sidekick Brad and my guest, our special guest, uh, Colin Tate out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Colin wrote a book called Is This Your Man? And we have actually had him on the podcast before twice. Um, hi, Colin. Can you say hello to everybody? Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? Okay, that was simple. Yay. Okay, so we have we're we're dealing with technology trying, you know, obviously uh we're zooming uh calling in. Hopefully everybody can see him okay. Can we is that was that working? Um okay, so uh so Colin, uh you've been uh you've been wonderful uh for us uh ladies in giving advice uh giving advice about men. Uh, and I actually entitled this particular show, The Truth About Men, because I know there were some points that you wanted to talk about uh, today. And uh, and the one thing I want the ladies to know, and this is important, you know, because Brad is here always for a, for a man's opinion. And of course, we have our listeners and viewers that uh, comment as well, and we always appreciate that. But sometimes, Brad and Colin, the ladies don't like to believe me. Uh, I talk to them about... Sometimes men don't either. I know, that's true. <laughs> Excellent point. But uh, sometimes coming from a man, uh, things it helps a lot. So, Colin, we're uh, super glad that you're here with us. Uh, do you want to uh, just let, let everybody know a little bit about your history and how you got involved in uh, the relationship business? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Uh, you know, relationship, God always gives each one of us a gift to do certain things. And a lot of us, are, we're not necessarily passionate about what we're gifted at. And I realized maybe about eight or nine years ago that I had a gift for helping women specifically see what's around the corner when dealing with relationships. Now, this used to frustrate me, as I told you before, Jennifer, because these were women that I wanted to talk to, but they necessarily wanted to come to me for advice about other men. Right. But once I finally accepted my gift, um, I went on this journey to write this book as you know, is this your man? And it's to help women understand if they are in a dead end relationship or if you are single and you're sick and tired, it is there to navigate you through those waters. And in order to do that, I was able to interview six particular type of men, anonymously, of course, and they were able to give me freely their stories from cradle to grave, how to treat women, how to manipulate women. And then at the end of each chapter, they give women the tools or how to spot these men coming from miles away. I, I'll tell you what. Oh, he's still talking. I can't hear him, though. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tech, this is technology for me. Number one, I just got to see you. She, because can't, she can't watch the broadcast and do the... <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Because there's the delay. So yeah. I'm going to turn the computer so no. she can't see. It was so nice. I got to see your Georgia Bulldog hat. Go dogs. Um, that was that was awesome. Uh, you know, that that is good. And I did uh I actually I I don't have much time to read, but uh, I was super intrigued by your book, and uh, I actually uh, downloaded the audio version, but it was so good. It was really just very well written, and um, I love that you have this gift, and you and you do have a gift, and, and I love that you um, are also a Christian, and you bring God into it as well, so uh, that's super important as well. So let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, you know, some of the things that we've maybe, maybe talked about before, but... Out of all the messages that you've gotten um, from the men, um, what, and, and of course we want to help women as we're moving forward. 2020 has been such a crappy year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're like also ready for it to be over. And we all want to, wow. we all want to move forward and start fresh. And I think there's a lot of people that need to start fresh, that they've lost their, their skills, uh, or they've lost, um, you know, there's, they're, they're out of their, out of practice of dating. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so let's talk up to these women about what are some things women need to be uh, looking for that are, uh, and I know this is not anything we've discussed, but we've discussed it before that would be mm -hmm. warning signs. What are things if women are online dating or, uh, maybe getting hit on, on these, all these social media sites now, it's unbelievable how, I mean, even mm -hmm. LinkedIn now is becoming like the, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Uh, but what are some things that women should look, what would be some red flags for women? 
Well, there, there's so you know there's so many different red flags that women should look out for. Uh, one of the biggest questions I think every woman has always asked me is, how do you know if a man is interested in you? That is the number one question I always get. And here's the key, ladies, to know if a man, whether he's doing social media, whether it's somebody at your job, somebody at your church, somebody that uh, you know you just know in passing. Here's the tip to know if a man is interested in you. Every woman listening, you remember there was a guy that was extremely interested in you. He would call you, he would flirt with you, he would email you. He made it perfectly clear his intentions. Now, for whatever reason, you were not interested in him, so you pushed him aside. When a man is interested in you, there will be no question, there will be no doubt. You will not have to ask your friends, you will not have to ask your family, you will not have to ask me if this guy is truly interested. It will not be a guessing game. Right. The problem women have is they try to make sense out of the mixed signals that man sends you. The mixed signals is the answer. If he's sending you mixed signals, that's where he treats you. He doesn't want to take you seriously because when we see something we really want, man, we don't play around with it because if we see it, then another man will see it as well. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Uh, uh, so, so that's great. You know, it, it's that whole idea of effort, right? Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about that, that you've got yeah. to, you've, if, if somebody's not making an effort, they're mm. not interested. They're just not interested. Uh, although I did do, <laughs> I did do a show a couple weeks ago. Colin, I'm sorry, but I think men have gotten pretty rusty when it comes to when it comes to dating. And uh, so I think men do need to be better at showing interest and staying consistent and putting effort in. But uh, but I think that has always been a way to be able to tell if a man is interested uh, in you or a woman for that matter, because it does go both ways. Um, okay, so let's go through some of the things. I know you're writing a new book right now, uh, which I am so excited about. I can't wait to read that. I better get a copy. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the first thing that you said is be clear on the type of man you want. Uh, and that's a great tip for ladies. And of course, we talk about that all the time on here is you can't, you, you, you are always attracting to you, you know, what you are putting out there and what you're getting is what you're putting out there. And you do need to be clear about what you're looking for. So uh, even though you know, I've got you now uh, as a gentleman coach. How do you advise women to be clear on what they're looking for in a man? So you, you, you talked about some of the things I'm coming up with in, in the book I'm writing. And I realized through coaching so many different women, talking to so many different men, and believe it or not, women, men are having some of the same issues you are. I found there, there are about eight key steps that you need to follow in, in sequential order to find the type of relationship you're looking for. And when you talk about asking, you need to be extremely clear when you ask God what type of man you're looking for. You know, this old biblical uh, verse, uh, you have not because you ask not. And some women listening have just given up on asking. And, you know, I asked the real lady the other day, when did you ask her a question? And she said, what's the question? And I asked her, I said, when did you fall out of love with you? And she kind of looked at me. And what I meant by that was, when did you give up on the dream? Because when you were 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, you had a dream of, you know, getting married. I, I, I always joke and tell people when I got married, that's my wife's Super Bowl. That, that was her Super Bowl. We got married and, you know, that's what women, you know, they, they strive to be. But at some point, she fell out of love with herself and lost track of that dream. And it's nothing more devastating than someone who is living but they don't think their dream is accomplishable. It's, it's very, it's a very troubling thing. Yeah, you know, you are correct on that. And I think, I think part of the reason for that may be that women have been discouraged. So they've uh -huh. been, they've, they've been played or uh, their heart's been broken. And men get discouraged too. I know you guys do, but uh, but I think that's where a lot of it comes from. And then it causes them to lose hope. Mm -hmm. And even though they kind of dust themselves off and get back up and try again, 
if there's still doubt in your mind, if there's still, if you still haven't shown up completely as yourself, like you said, as in the whole falling in love with yourself, if you're not coming back in whole and ready and really 100% with the belief that you can find what you're looking for, then you're not prepared and ready for it, right? Because you are carrying emotional baggage in from the past. You aren't clear on what you want. And if there's any if there's any doubts or beliefs that somebody might be a, a player or they might hurt you or, or do any of the things that somebody did before, then you're not giving them a, a fair chance as well, right? Exactly. I mean, some women listening right now, they may be in a relationship with a man, but they actually are in a relationship with two people, not in the physical sense, but in the emotional sense. And what I mean by that is somebody may be dating a guy named Jason but they still have the emotional baggage of what Rick did to him three years yeah. ago, or they still may have the emotional baggage of what Kevin did four years ago. And if you're still bringing that emotional baggage into a current relationship, it, you will always be frustrated. And so that's why you keep taking the same type of wrong man. And that's why the wrong man keeps picking you time and time again. Right. Right. Uh, that which you are attracting is also attracting you. Can't escape physics. <laughs> um, so, uh, and number two is um, you have you have down. Why do you want a relationship? I mean, uh, can you embellish on that just a little bit? So, give give you an analogy. You 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 have to ask yourself why do I want to be in a relationship? Give an example. All of us who have children are you know when we were a child at, at a point in ourselves. We will ask our parents, hey, mom, can I do this? Or, hey, mom, can I do this? Or my child will say, hey, dad, can I do this? One of the first questions I will always ask her is, why? And if I, if she does not give me a valid or good reason for what she wants to do, what do us parents usually say? We say no. So when you are asking God for what you want, you have to walk through the exercise and say, okay, why do I want certain things? Are the things I'm looking for built on a negative foundation? Like, for example... Are you saying I want a man because I want him to do a job for me? And what that means is I need a man to help me feel good about myself. Or I need a man to help me say no to my family when I don't want to do something. Or I need a man to have something to do when I go out. It's not his job. And I always tell women, it is not a man's job to create your happiness. His job is just to add to the happiness that's already there. And what that means, Jennifer, is there are a lot of women right now who are looking for their future husband. And unbeknownst to their future husband, he has a lot of jobs to do. He hasn't even met her yet. And it's just like when you go to a job and you go to an interview and they tell you, hey, you're going to have one or two responsibilities. What does it feel like when you think you're going to do one or two things and then you get that job and you have 10, 15 things you have to do? Right. You're like, I didn't sign up for this. Right. That's what happens in these relationships. You have to really ask yourself, is the person I'm looking for, does he have something that is part of his job to fix something that's broken in my life? Yeah. And Lord knows we've all said, well, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think the other part of that, which it really has, is, is part of what you said, is that, you know, that question is, you know, why do you want it? If, if you really question yourself and the reason so many people get into relationships, if the reason they want it is so they're not alone, yeah. You know, that's the wrong reason too, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. So I think that have, being honest with yourself is so important. I mean, we that's a great question. I mean, I think it, it can take a really deep dive, but it's a really great question. It, it's, it's actually out of those steps, this is the hardest question, because if you don't get past question two, then if you just keep moving and moving and moving along, then you're going to keep picking badly and having a frustrating and uh, tumultuous relationship. So you got to find the, if, if if you don't have healthy reasons why you want this made in your life. Yeah. Again, it's not his job to make you feel good about it yourself, to I'm give you something to do, I'm to give you a social that. life. It's not his job. I want to jump in here just for a second, because I think we're all guilty of trying to find that person to, to make us happy, you know, mm -hmm. and, and most of those have never worked out because that's the wrong reason. It's not someone else's job regardless of male, female, mom, dad, sister, brother, to make you happy. That's your job, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I think we've all been there. So I think it's a great point because you can't look for relationships to make you happy. And to right. heal those things that are unhealed, as Colin yeah. said, you know, that, that 
uh, yes, it's not their job, you know, to do certain things, but it's also, it's, it's also not their job to heal you. And, and if, if somebody else hurt you and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to get into relationships so that you feel better about yourself or you feel worthy or, you you know, those other emotional things, like you, you've got to heal from every relationship you have before you enter in, because it's not somebody else's job to fix you. So. And, I, and I get it. It is it is extremely difficult to go down that barrel of your emotional dysfunction. But I always tell women um, and men, too, when I counsel them, I like is that. don't look at your issues through the eyes of when it happened. So, for example, if you dealt with a, a traumatic experience when you were a child, whether you were molested, whether you were abused, whether you were abandoned, it... If you're looking at it through the eyes of a child, when you were that age, it looked like a monumental mountain. But if you were actually want to face the fear now, it won't look as big. For example, when all of us, we, we, we have houses, we used to visit friends' houses when we were kids. And when we were kids, it seemed so big. But when we go back as an adult, we realize, oh, this house is not nearly as big as I thought it was because we're looking at it through adult eyes. Yeah. And, you know, that's such a big part of coaching uh, that I find, too, is sometimes just if you can just capture whatever that belief was that somebody had as a child um, and whatever the wound was, what it looked like when you were four or five or seven, you know, is your perspective as as a grown, a mature adult is very different. And sometimes just changing mm-hmm. that perception of what it meant and what it really was changes everything. It like literally goes back and reshuffles the deck. It's hindsight so, 2020, right? Yeah. But you don't mm-hmm. have that. Like you said, as when you, when you are younger and something happens and there's a wound, you don't have the, the intelligence or the, you know, the emotional intelligence to, to understand it. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's good stuff. So what was number three? Um, number three was you have to write the vision down. Uh, there's an old verse in Habakkuk 2 and 2 in the Bible that talks about write the vision down on tablets. And it's pretty much your vision of what you want to have in a husband. So after you've gotten past question two and you have a healthy version of what you're looking for in, uh, in your partner, write it down. Do you want him to have a certain uh, spiritual belief? Do you want him to treat you a certain way? Do you want him to uh, have a good foundation with his mother? What, whatever it may be, Write down everything you want in that person. And one of the practices, and, I'm, and I'm, what I'm doing, Jennifer, is giving people practices of what I did to help me find the love of my life. Yeah. And you write these things down and read it every morning, every night. But here's the key. Every one person cannot share your vision. There are some people that are listening today. You have people in your life that because they can't see marriage or see love for themselves, they may not be able to see it for you. And you cannot share these big dreams with small-minded people. So you have to be careful to who you share your vision with. Thank you for saying that. I yeah. mean, it, that... That goes for everything. Who, yeah, who you share your vision with and who you yeah. get advice from <laughs> in, in regards to that. Because if you've worked on yourself and you're healing and you you go to advice uh, for advice to somebody that isn't, uh, you're, you, you might not be pointed in the right direction. So... Uh, you're you're a hundred percent right on that. And clarity is everything. I mean, I, I think the people don't take the time to do that, to do these exercises, and we don't realize how kinesthetic we are. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a transference from the mind to reality, and writing things out. And I make all my clients do it too, Colin. I mean, that writing part of it, when they have to actually put it onto paper, mm-hmm. uh, and and you you know use their writing skills and actually move their hand and move their brain to do it. It changes things and it pulls information from places you didn't know you had, and yeah. uh, and you do have to push yourself. So, how do you give your uh, do you give your clients a, a number of like how many things should at least be on their list? A minimum amount of number of things. You know, I I kind of let them do it themselves because it, it how many they put, whether it be too few or too many, it gives me an understanding if they're dealing with some emotional resistance. Like for example, someone has all of these height requirements, looks requirements. Uh, if, it's, if it's so physically driven, 
then I can address another issue. For example, if someone who's listening today, part of the first five or 10 things on your list are all physical attributes, then that is a clear sign your husband has a job to do. And his job <laughs> is to be at a certain attractive, certain level of looks to make you feel good about how inferior you feel about your appearance. Wow. Uh, that, uh, that hit. Yeah, it's a bomb. Thank His you. His job is what to look good. Pause for a moment. Uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, and so, yes. And, uh, you know, the other part of that clarity exercise, Colin, is what, like what you said. And even, even when people think through and have things on their list, like they want somebody who is emotionally healthy, somebody who's financially secure, uh, you know, somebody who, uh, you know, is healed from past relationships. Like, what does that mean? What does emotionally secure, I mean, uh, like financially secure mean to somebody? You know, uh -huh. does that, is that a certain amount of money that they're making? Is that a certain status in their financial life? I mean, we have to get, we have to make sure that we're really, really clear on things like that. You know, I, uh, years ago, I did this uh, in finding my mate. And, and one of the things that I had on my list, because I didn't have, I, my first husband passed away and I didn't have children. And I really wanted a husband that had kids already, already had a family. And I asked for that. I put that on my list because I really wanted kids and I got them and they were amazing. Um, but part of my list was, and you ladies can relate, that I wanted, uh, I wanted him to have a great relationship with his ex, with the mother of the children, because I didn't want to, I don't like fighting and chaos. And so I didn't want uh -huh. any drama or anything like that. So I wanted them to have a really good friendship. Well, they had a really good friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, it wasn't like they were still, um, they were just, they were still entangled too much. You know, they hadn't gotcha. cut the ties completely uh -huh. and it affected our marriage and it affected her marriage. He's a mama's boy. And, uh, and so what? A mama's boy. That's what they're called. Mama's boy. Oh, they can't get rid of mama. It wasn't mama. It was his ex-wife. Oh, I thought you said it was the mom. <laughs> It was the mom of his children. It was his ex-wife. Ex yeah, that'd be a whole other problem with mom. But, uh, but, but I, I do use that example a lot, Colin, because that is all about clarity. Like, uh -huh. yes, it's fine to put that if that's what you want and you want to, to, to have that. Just make sure you're clear on all the other aspects. Like, really think it through, right? Yeah, like you said, with the, you want somebody with financial stability. I always say, well, because women put that a lot, because you know, women want stability, they not do. just financial, but you know, emotional, spiritual, and et cetera. And I will ask women, when you say financial stability, do you want him to be able to financially provide for you in a way that you can't provide for yourself? Because again, that means he has a job to do. Yep. But if you're just looking him for him to add, it's all remember, it's all about the addition. Mm -hmm. Women, you are supposed to be the ready-made cake. You are supposed to already have gotten the groceries. You're supposed to have already put in the ingredients. You are supposed to have already put it in the oven. The cake should be already ready. The man is just the icing. But if his job is to go to the store, go through the line, get the groceries, stand in line, come home, bake the cake, and put the icing on, it, no, it, it, no man will be able to deal with it. And if he is sticking around to deal with it, then that means he has his own issues. Men He's don't gonna... like to bake. He's going to find another cake, like <laughs> Betty Crocker or something. I don't like to bake. I think the financial thing is is being able to take someone somewhere other than Taco Cabana or something. You know, uh, Listen, right. that's your idea of financial security. And, and Colin is right. It is a big thing for women. I hear it. There's not one woman that doesn't say it. Um, there's not one woman that doesn't say it and, and you really do need to define what that is. And, and like Colin said, make sure that it's not so, something that's self-serving because there are women, let's be honest, that that would be number one on their list. That, that's exactly what they're looking uh -huh. for. And that's all that they're looking for. But let's for. do, all right. So we're going to do the sidekick Brad unpack because uh -huh. this is what sometimes is frustrating in this, in this Dallas market, right? Because it does happen a lot. So a, a lady meets the perfect guy. Right, mm -hmm. he checks off everything on our list, but maybe he doesn't have the two hundred thousand dollar a year job. Yeah, maybe he's a teacher, or maybe he is a pastor, or maybe he is. You know, maybe he just 
hasn't found his career rhythm or whatever. What are they supposed to do in those situations? I mean, if everything else is checked off, like, are they really going to walk away from that guy? Uh, my answer would be yes. I've seen it happen a lot because that's such an integral piece. You know, that, Colin, I want you to talk about that because this is this is a big deal. Uh, that's not that's not a man's job. I mean, yes, it's you know it, it it is it's great if a man can do that, but it's not his job to take care of you. It's not his job to financially support you. And I think there's lots of men early on that'll say, "I don't mind that. I don't mind being the provider." And I think men on some level don't mind being the provider. But where where is the line? Where is the line crossed in all of that dependability there? Give you an example. So let's give an analogy, but on a lower level. If a, and I ask you guys a question. If a woman says in her criteria of a man, I want a man to have a car. That's, that's, let's just say one of her criteria was, I want a man to have a car. And if she's saying, I want a man to have a car, what, what does that tell you about her? that either A, she does not have a car herself, or B, the, every guy she dates does not have a car. Or so C, she has low standards. That's my point, though. What I'm trying to get to is just because he doesn't have a car or he doesn't have the high-paying job does not mean he's less of a man. That's what I'm well, trying true. to get to. So, 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 so let me get to the finish the point. So when if if if, you, if there's something you're looking for, if you are pretty much, if you already have it for yourself and you are, can do X, Y, Z for yourself, you're not looking for it. Like if I have a car, that wasn't even on my to-do list for the person that I'm looking for to have a car. And on vice versa, there's some men that meet a great woman. I mean, great job, uh, no kids, has kids, whatever he's looking for, beautiful, great personality but her chest may not be as big as he wants it to be. So if you're, if you're diving in the weeds, then that means you have some issues. And that means that him having a certain type of income, again, he has a, that income has a job to do. And when I deal with women who look for a man to have a certain, like I met a woman who wanted a man to have Nick Romney money. And everybody knows who Nick Romney is and how much money Nick Romney is extremely wealthy. And she wanted a man with Nick Romney. Romney money because she and I asked her why she said because I want security but when we dive deeper she had all these elaborate dreams for her life and she felt did not have the confidence that she could get it herself so she looked for whoever she was going to marry to provide that for her. that's yeah. not security though like yeah, well, I mean, I'll give you an extreme yeah an extreme analogy so when a woman says I want security Remember, it's, it's, it, when they tell me that, I always list them, tell them to list the security in order of importance. Yes. If financial security is number one, then the first thing I'm looking for is, okay, what is what financially do you need your husband to provide for you that you can't provide for yourself? Right. And it always flushes out the issues. It yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. And, but if you and, tell me financial, if you tell me I want spiritual security, I want emotional security, and then financially is way at the bottom, then it lets me know you, you don't need him to provide for you in ways you can't provide for yourself. You just need for him to do his part. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, just ladies, there's a difference between, you know, because safety and security are two, two totally different yes. things. Although feeling safe with a man does provide security, but it's emotional security. It's not exactly. financial security. So just to kind of, uh, you know, define that because that's a super big thing for women. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen those women, Colin, that are out for, you know, the whole financial security thing that the, uh -huh. it's all about finances and they find it, but then they're not in a safe relationship. And then they realize in hindsight that that's not what they, that's not, they want it all, you know, they want, right. they want the, the safety first, the emotional safety first, and then the financial security. So it is yeah. about getting your values and your priorities straight as to, uh, you know, if, if you're just looking for a meal ticket, if that's what security is to you and that, you know, then why get, a, why have a relationship? Just 
find an arrangement, right? We got a few, we got a few comments here. Mm -hmm. I wanted to jump in here. Mike jumped in here and said, negotiable and non-negotiable lists are a must have. Good, Mike. Uh, mm -hmm. Jessica says he slash we, which I think is important, need to be able to contribute to the daily life and enhance each other's lives, not bring them down. Oh. It goes both sides. And then Brent jumped in here and he got a little pointed question about why are women so shallow with the finance thing? That argument's kind of ridiculous. And I think well, that's what, he, I think that's what it, you just kind of addressed. So. Well, it balances it out. I mean, you could also have women say, why are we so shallow with looks? I mean, it just, it's what's, <laughs> exactly it's right. what's important to us. I mean, that's right. you, know, you know, think about it, guys. When I'm telling my friends about my, about my wife and before, I, before they met her, the first 10 things are how does she know about her looks? Yep. And when she tells her friends about me, the first 10 things about what does he do? So it's, uh -huh. you know, we, we, yeah. we, 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 we focus on what we need to focus on. But, but back to what Jennifer said, if you, if you date a man for money, you end up paying for it. That's one thing I've learned. You're going to end up paying for it. And right. it has to balance out. Right. If you're looking for a man to provide for you financially, nine times out of 10, he's going to be controlling, going to be jealous, he's going to be abrasive, and it's not going to work out the way you want it to. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as you're, as we're talking about clarity, that this is such a great thing to say, you need to put your, uh, the things that are the foundation, you know, at, at your focal point when you're looking, uh, mm -hmm. because like all the things, and that goes for men and women, uh, because like you had talked about, like financial security and the looks and the, all those outside shallow things, those are outside things. You have to look at what is the foundation of the house you're trying to build. You know, it's trust, it's integrity, it's maturity, it's readiness, it's commitment. You know, it's, it's those uh, consistency, you know, energy. It's all those things that you, that, that can't be changed, right? That that aren't variables. It reminds so. me of that old saying that I've met a lot of poor people that are happy and a lot of rich people that aren't. Yeah. You know, so. So let's, let's move on. So I think number four is important about staying flexible and open. And I, again, I always talk to the women about this and saying that sometimes it's like, obviously if what, if what you were looking for you know, if, if it was healthy and it was what you needed, you probably would have found it by now. But what is your viewpoint on staying open and flexible? You know, a couple of things. You, when you ask God for what you want, you can't have this narrow mindset of how you want God to give you. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, I have, I want this God, but here's how I want it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you, you, you can't do it. And yeah. you have to be open. I, I, I mean, I've met so many women that said, oh, I will only do online dating. I've met some women that say, I will never do online dating. You, you, have, you, you have to be open. You know, my mother used to always say, how God gives you what you want is none of your damn business. Right. She'd always say that. Yeah. It's none of your damn business. And so if, 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 if you stay open and, and, and stay flexible, Ask God for what He want, what you want, and just be open to how He gives it to you. If you wanted a million dollars, would you would you be open to it? As long as it's not criminal, you'll be open to it a thousand ways on how you got a million dollars. So, and again, this these questions help flush out emotional issues. Mm -hmm. If you are so resistant to going not completely outside the box, just trying different things, then that means you have emotional resistance. If there's only two or three things you're willing to try, then we have some deeper issues to work. It right. reminds me of that, of the, I've shown it to you and it's a meme going around. It's a little picture and, and Christ is bent down. He's trying to take a little girl's teddy bear and she goes, but I love it. I love it. And behind his back is this huge teddy bear that she can't see. And he goes, yeah, but I have something better for you. It's the same thing. We can't make our list and give it to God and say, well, here's exactly how I want it. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Well, again, if, if our list is focused on the foundational things, you know, and we've gotten done the steps, like we've just laid out and you've done the steps and you've gotten the clarity call in, uh -huh. you know, you, you, it's almost like you put that list in a box and you hand that list to God and now God's got it. Now you have to just trust that what is coming your way, you know, is going to be more of that. And uh -huh. then use your discernment that you've learned, uh, to, to, be able to tell whether or not this might be what you are looking for. And Colin, I know you found this. I have found this. When I do this with my clients, they uh -huh. immediately start attracting different people. Immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so what happens is 
Okay, a lot of women on here, and even men, have heard, have said this to themselves or to their friends when they meet somebody. I don't feel the spark. I don't feel that it factor. Something's missing. And what I found is when people say that, they are confusing drama with excitement. And so what do I mean by that? When you've been when you've been in the dating game and you're used to dating certain types of men and women that put you through all these ups and downs and make you bring the whole kitchen sink to impress them, when you finally meet someone that has very little issues that says to you, no, you don't have to do all that. What you present to me right here is good enough. Then what happens is it's boring. There's no excitement because you're used to chasing your tail. You're used to killing yourself to impress this person. But when you finally meet somebody healthy, there are no issues. And a lot of people find it to be boring. I'll take boring. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, again, just psychologically, that comes from, you know, people that come from chaotic homes, Uh you know, they know how to deal with chaos. And they, they would tell you they don't want it. You know, maybe they had fighting in their family. Maybe they had uncertainty or instability. The first thing they'll tell you is they don't want that. But Mm -hmm. what happens is we develop tools for learning how to deal with it. So we may not want it, but we know how to deal with it. And then when we're given something, now it's, you know, it's something that we don't know how to deal with, which is peace, right? Or, or love or whatever that may be. Now that doesn't feel right because it's not something we felt before, or we know how to feel, or we know how to deal with. So it's just uncomfortable at first. So So, you are a hundred percent right on the boring thing, Colin. And this is where women really, really need to get over that hump of boring. Boring may not be a bad thing. Now, granted, nobody, no woman wants to be bored. Ladies, I'm a woman. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go for boring, but, but uh, stability and security and safety are really nice things. Um, Find your, find your excitement in other places besides the drama and relationships. Take the excitement in the bedroom, right? I mean, yeah. Put it in better outlets, right? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Brad. With that, we got to jump in here because there's a couple comments I wanted okay. to get to that I thought were kind of were kind of clever. Tanya says, and at the end of the day, no one pulled up to the grave with a U-Haul. Can't take it with you, folks. Uh, Jessica says, I appreciate the point that we shouldn't be looking for the things that we can provide for ourselves already. I thought mm-hmm. that was great, a great thing for me to keep in mind. Uh, Mike says, read Philippians 4, 6, 7. And peace and tranquility is underrated, Brant says. That is great info. Um, and I, I think you are. I think we have all dealt with that feeling of, well, there's just no chemistry and excitement and all that. And it's like if you just stick with it, that comes. I mean, it doesn't. Come and, on, and and what you, you know? and that's such a good point that you just said because what I found, and, and I and I can only and I can speak for myself. When you are unhealthy and you have all these issues and you're looking for your your partner to fix all these issues you have. What will happen is the women are, this case women, the men that you once were attracted to, you won't be attracted to them anymore. And the men that you used to not be attracted to, you're going to find yourself attracted to them now. That's what happens when you make that shift. Yep. That's exactly what happens. Correct. Yeah. And, and I don't think that people, and and I want to spend too much time on this, but I, I don't think that people understand chemistry the way that they should. I think they mistake lust uh, and and in att- attraction for chemistry yeah. and chemistry mm-hmm. is one of those things that you know it may not even be somebody that you are attracted to but maybe they lean in for a kiss and they their smell or something about them is just a draw you mm-hmm. never know where chemistry is going to happen and so it's it's not a touchable it's not something that can be explained if you've ever had it you know but y- you just you can't write something off or or think or label it as something just because it doesn't create this excitement in you or this fear in you or whatever the feeling is that you're uh-huh. looking for it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. You know, I uh, I don't want to I don't want to miss some of these some of your other steps. So let's see if we can uh-huh. pop through them because we only have a few more minutes. Um, okay. The clock watching was next. I love that one. So stop clock watching, you tell ladies. So tell us what that means. So most of us, when we are asking God to do something, we always put a timeline on it. Yes. And I will tell you from my experience, 100% of the time, our timeline never matches God. And, never. and I'll give you an example. 
when I was in college, I broke up with my college girlfriend in 2000 and I think four, 2005. If God would have told me in 2005, I was not going to meet my wife until 2011. I'm going to tell you, I would have done one or two things. One, I would have either made that relationship work, which would have ended in divorce, or two, I would have tried to force marriage through some of these other toxic relationships until I met my wife. So God cannot let you know when he's going to give you what you asked for. You cannot clock watch. And And here's another tip. If you're in a hurry, that is a sign Thank you. that your husband has a job. Amen, that brother. A, yeah. That's a sign. He has a job. Yep. He has a job to do. That's, and that's a sign that you have an agenda. So you have an agenda, yeah, and the agenda is that he's got a job. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like... I like the different perspectives. Oh, yeah. It's great. No, it's a it's a really it's a really awesome way to look at it. And you know, so many people want to control everything. We live in an impatient uh-huh. society and people want to control everything. So I've been people will tell me I've been praying about it. You know, I've been praying about it. it's not happening. Well, it's just Keep not praying. happening on your That's right. you know, it's All you got to pray for God's will, not your will. It's on his timing, not your timing. God grant me patience and I want it right now. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I meet so many women that go to God and they want a husband and I always ask them, are you going to God for God or are you going to God for a goal? That's right. But that's a whole other discussion. I like that. Ooh, that's good. Okay. Uh, you have to take the stairs. Uh, that's number one. So, yeah. so that means there is no Oops. elevator to getting the type of man you want. You have to take the stairs. There I will be this. disappointment. It will be a process, but that is God. God. When you deal with disappointment, discouragement, that's God kind of... Uh, kind of secretly kind of directing you to where you need to be. See, when people think about the whole marriage thing, in the the beginning part of the process is very exciting. Oh, I want to get married. It's very exciting in the beginning. The end is exhilarating. You're walking down the aisle. It is that middle that is tapping everybody out. It's that middle part that makes people give up. It's that middle point that makes people say it can't happen. I always tell people, no, just means next. And you may hit a bump in the road, but keep moving. May not move as fast as you did on Tuesday, but keep moving. It will not be easy. It is not a lot of systems to find the love of your life. Because you only have to get it one time. You only have to get it right once. Exactly. Just one, yeah. just the right, just the right That's person. Right. You know, I think people too, where they, you know, they're climbing up the stairs and then they, maybe that relationship fails. So maybe they're in one and it fails. And instead of pausing and stopping where they are reevaluating and moving mm-hmm. forward from there, they go and they take steps back. Yeah. And that's also, you've got to think like every single step, everything you've learned, every relationship you've had, every bit of wisdom that you learned from that, every ounce of experience that you had gets to you, gets you to the next stair. So don't Mm -hmm. stop. Right. Yeah. I mean, somebody just put on here, get your steps in ladies, take the stairs. I love that. Get on the stairmaster. Do your work, right? Get on the stairmaster first. Do a little work. That better have been a girl saying that. It was. Uh, Anyway, number seven, seven, uh, get ready to receive. So you have to get ready for what God is asking for. So I'll give you an example. You know, guys, even though it's COVID, but before COVID, when the holidays came and your family was coming from out of town, you know, Jennifer, you're from Georgia, your parents or family's coming in from out of town. The first thing you do is when you know your family's coming to town for the weekend, we wash the clothes, we wash sheets, we get the towels ready, we clean the house, we clean the bedroom they're going to be staying in. We don't wait until your parents ring the doorbell and say, oh, crap, let me go wash the clothes. Here's a rag. Yeah, here's a rag. I'm sorry. So the question, ladies, what are you doing today to prepare for your husband? Give you an example like what I did to prepare for my wife. I would get my home ready. For example, I have a two-car garage. I would always, I made a point to park on the opposite side because I wanted that that right garage door to be for my wife because it's closer to the door of the house. I have two two sinks in my bathroom. I only used one of them to make room for her. I have a closet. I only made, I cleared out half the closet to make room for her. I I already picked out her Christmas cards. Matter of fact, there was something, if you go on your phones, and just type in a number uh, and save it on your phone, but put the name wife or put the name husband, I would periodically send my future wife text messages, getting ready for when she arrives. So the question I always ask women when I'm dealing with this question with them is, what would you be doing right now if your husband was here? 
And if they tell me, oh, I will take a trip, or oh, I will go to, um, I will go to my, my, my classroom, or oh, I will be able to tell my family I don't want to go to this event because my husband wants me to do something else. And I would say, okay, stop right there. Why can't you do all those things right now? And you if used you to can't say do it. those things right now, then that is, again, a telltale sign your husband has a job to do. Jennifer used to say it all the time, like, we plan our vacations more than we plan our future relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, Colin, I just kind of want to bring the flip side into that. I mean, it's actually not the flip side. It's the same thing. I think, like, you're talking about cleaning, clearing out the space. Uh-huh. This goes for men and women, but ladies, you're yes. really, really good at this. Ladies fill up their schedule. Nobody wants to be alone. Guys, you do it too, come to think of Mm -hmm. it. You fill your space up with so much stuff. You've got girls trips and, you know, this thing and that thing. And your schedule is full. If your schedule's full, you don't have room for anybody in your life. And, you you know, if, if he did show up, like you said, Colin, tomorrow, you know, are you going to, are you going to cancel the, that uh, Christmas trip you had with your girlfriends? Are you going to cancel the Thanksgiving you had, you know, Friendsgiving, you know, if you've got your whole life planned out and I hear this a lot from guys that mm-hmm. they can't even get a date with a woman because yeah. she's got all this stuff going with her friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got to clear your schedule too. It's space, space is space is space. TD Jake says, clean up your trunk. <laughs> clean does out say, your trunk. Does he say it like that, Brad? He does. He, he says, does. clean out, he says, clean out your trunk. Okay. So, uh, and then the last one, uh, is attitude of gratitude. And I, by the way, Colin, I love I love you. I love your perspectives on everything. Uh, It's very enlightening, and I'm sure the ladies are getting a lot out of this. So keep going. So attitude of gratitude. So attitude of gratitude is simply thank God. Thank God in advance for everything that you have asked for on your list. Thank him for the type of husband you're looking for. Thank him for the great relationship you're in. And but one of the ways to get into an attitude of gratitude is be thankful for start think, making a list of all the things you're thankful for right now. That's right. You know, uh, you're thankful yeah. for your house. I'm thankful for my daughter. I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for this, whatever. I'm thankful for I have good health. So you want to get into an attitude of gratitude. So I, I, I tell women, if you follow these eight steps, um, 2020 can truly be your last year single if you follow these steps. Yes, I agree because it really doesn't take that long to do these things that you've that you've laid out here, uh, and it, it you know what I think a lot people have a lot more time on their hands now anyway, yeah. and mm-hmm. planning is is key and all this you know I just like to just just go a little bit further with what you said on your last one because. I think especially now, because we have been through a lot this past year, and if you're bitter about what's happened, if you're bitter about your life, if you're bitter about missed opportunities or things that, you know, have happened over the year, I mean, we've, I guess we've all been disappointed. We've all experienced things we never knew or or thought we would experience, but gratitude is everything. Nobody wants a Debbie Downer. Nobody wants Mm -hmm. a negative person in their life. And ladies, I hear this a lot from guys. Like it's a big thing for guys. I mean, they they also need a support system in their life. Mm-hmm. And that's part of being a woman and part of that feminine yep. energy is being supportive. And if you're negative, uh, you know, and you're not living in gratitude, you're not going to be a support for your husband or your that's boyfriend. Right. And yep. and so gratitude is important right now in the world um, mm-hmm. with everything. So I know... I know myself, uh, gratitude is something I've always practiced. And there, I can't even count the times on my hands during the day that I either pray or or, or say what I'm grateful for. Because if I, if, there's just so many moments where something happens and I yeah. will recognize the gratitude. And that's a, that's a, that's a good, uh, a good place to be. And it raises your energy level as mm-hmm. well. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. My mom always says, besides that, it is what it is. You can't control it right now, so get over it move on. Yeah, you know, be happy. Just, right. just be happy. And that's where it starts, understanding that's that right. what's going on right now and some of the things in your life that you just can't control, get over it and mm-hmm. move on. You know? Colin is right. – I, I, you're – I could, we could do this for two hours. Oh my God. I mean, so much. So great. <laughs> I really, great I know, I know we can't Love keep you for two hours, but we could do it. Uh, is there anything before we wrap up as we are coming to the end here, is there anything that you would like the, any piece of advice or anything you'd like to say to the ladies, uh, for advice or, um, I don't know, inspiration as they move into, uh, out of this year and into the new year and as they're looking for love. 
Well, the, the good news is it's never too late. I mean, every morning God wakes us up, that means whatever you ask for, there's still a chance you can obtain it. If, if, there was, if it was a wrap and there's no chance you can do it anymore, then none of us would be waking up the next morning. So there's still a chance. And the great thing is you're in control of it. Right. The bad, now, Jennifer, you, you know, I told you this on the last call, the bad news for women is the issue is you. But the good news is the issue is you, which means you, you can change, change it. it. Women think we have the power. Women have so much power Absolutely. in this dating world. The problem is when they give up their emotional fortitude to a man too quickly, all knowledge goes out the window. It just, it's, yep. it's just gone. Or sexual. But, there you go. You, you have the power. And if he's not interested, move on. If he's playing games, move on. Do not play around. The, what I would say for 2021, do not play with mixed signals anymore. Thank if, you. If you get mixed signals, that is your answer. If he said he was going to call, but he didn't call, he's playing games. Because let me tell you, if that was Beyonce, he would find a way to call. So don't <laughs> play right. the game with these guys. That's completely yeah, signals. Right, completely yeah. spot on. I love it. I love it. Well, you know what? As always, uh, great, amazing advice. Really good. Stuff. Uh, when is your book? Thank you. When is your book coming out? Your new book? Uh, sometime next year. So I will. You know, Jennifer, we'll stay in touch, and I will, will keep you abreast on when that happens, and hopefully, I can come on back again. I would absolutely love that. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to come hunt you down next time I'm in Atlanta. Uh, perfect, so, perfect. Uh, so uh, thank you again for uh, thank you again for joining us and being with us. And uh, the ladies I know have uh, have gotten so much wisdom, and we always appreciate you being here. And, uh, and men don't lose it either because it was good stuff for us. Absolutely. Too. And you, uh, last it. but not least, go dogs. That's right. <laughs> Jeez. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just drop in to gig them real quick there. So since you did that. So. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.